position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which Everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales. But if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will thrive. And you will be my work. Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! enough for you, Cesar. And make me a man. Hmm? And you do it. Come on, Maricon. Do it. Vato's scared. He's trying to weasel out of it. He's just fucking with your head, man. <clears throat> Come on. That's not how we play in the game. Not man enough to play your own game, Cesar? Huh? Shut up! You gonna hide behind your chicken shit, homeboy, Cesar? Where's your pride? Come on, I pulled three times. You ain't pulled once. What are you doing, man? You disrespecting me? What, you saying I ain't a man? I'm saying you're a fool. Hey, don't be doing that shit, man! Your time. Oh, you got some respect back now? Only thing you respect is stupidity. You willing to die for stupidity, Cesar? See, I am, if it'll teach you something. You can't kill me, homeboy. I 
wanted to help you. You can't kill me. And you can't scare me. He's fucking crazy, man. That's right, I'm crazy. Isn't that what you respect, huh? Loco? Come on, Cesar, if you're gonna be stupid. Don't be half-ass stupid. Be all the way stupid. Take the gun, put it to your head, pull the trigger. Do it! Do it! Do it! Your whole way of life is bullshit! Macho is bullshit! Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 187. Hence the uh, quote at the top. Your way of life is bullshit. Welcome to episode 187 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this uh, nondescript Sunday, uh, the 27th of May, 2018. So for our sequel friends, it would make it 2018, 05-27, uh, at 2234 uh, PM Pacific Coast time, left coast time, the coast with the mouse, crack engineer, Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Hello, Ivor. He's holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good idea. Oh. Mmm. We don't have a huge show for you this week for our one eight our hundred and eighty-seventh episode, which is fucking crazy. But we should get straight to our top stories. Oh, and by the way, Ivor, for not reminding me of that, you're fired. So, top stories this week. Uh, our column this week, um, in place of using it as our feature review, we just spewed it out into a column and put it on the website uh, about hyperspace dogfights, which is a game that I have increasingly, over the last 10 days, really, really come to enjoy. Uh, unfortunately, like I have enough time logged in it, I think, let me check. Let me make sure. It says that I played 24 hours, three of which, like, were just me leaving it on an accident. At least three, maybe four. But 20 hours of which I have played. And I would say that the 20 hours that I've played has been equally divided between being stoned out of my fucking mind and unable to stop playing it. Like, physically incapable of being able to stop playing it. Like, it's like, it's one more, let's go one more! How bad could it be? We just exploded on the first level. Let's do it again! And again! And again! And then suddenly it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Kind of similar to uh, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, excuse me. We, I won't say it. Yes, I will. We read the tome, the tomb, tomes, to we read the tomes to raid the tombs. We do not raid the tomes to read the tombs. But anyway, <coughs> I just mentioned that in the interest of, you know, uh, full disclosure, all fairness, etc. Because um, I'm much better at the game when I'm sober, well, relatively sober, I am much worse at the game when stoned, but I cannot stop playing the game when I am stoned once I am stoned and playing the game. So, but that's, it's it's our review. It's written in a kill everything style. Uh, my old column from the paper. Um, and it's very accurate. Uh, for copy that I kicked out today, it's very accurate. 
Um, I would have liked to have talked about hyperspace dogfights as our feature this week, but because it's our 187th episode, there blood must be shed. We have to kill something. I mean, come on, for God's sake, we have to like literally pillory something. And I, for those of you who are longtime listeners of this show, you know that I don't like to pillory shit. I don't like to focus on the negative on this show because it's. I mean, we all fucking run Linux for Christ's sake. There's always something that's you know going wrong or not going the way that we would necessarily like, or um, there are problems and complications with things that should be simple, etc., etc., etc. This is what you get when you spend twenty years building your own fucking operating system, which is badass and not just a viable, but a um, at this point, a preferable alternative in many respects to um, the alternative of participating in the FOSS idiosphere. I try not to focus on that sort of stuff too often. It's, and one of the reasons for that is that it becomes like a self-fulfilling... Yeah, you can hear the whiskey being poured. Ivor, thank you for that. Even though you are fired. Ivor is recommending more whiskey. Um, it becomes kind of a negative feedback loop within yourself, even if you don't even if you aren't interacting with a greater community, especially if you're not interacting with a greater community over specific issues, um, focusing on the negative, especially in terms of games, can get very dispiriting very quickly. And that's the exact opposite. I mean, first of all, like the, f- the only thing that we are accountable, that I will be held accountable for, is the truth on this show. I don't fucking spin things. I don't fucking lie. I don't try to misrepresent things. I try to tell you exactly the truth about games and, you know, related subjects there thereof. Um, so what I'm saying is I'm not like a... Although I would say that I am an advocate for the FOSS, um, I'm not a... I'm not an evangelist, although evangelists are generally pretty good because they're pretty logical in terms of the FOSS community. Anyway, trying to say I don't blow smoke up your fucking ass. And in doing, and, 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 and part of that, the other half of that, is I try not to focus on the negative. Like, I don't come on here every week and bitch and moan about all the games that I wish had been ported to Linux or new and upcoming titles or, you know, new AAA titles that are, you know, humongously multiplayer, first-person shooter successes or whatever the fuck uh, that offer functionality that are not currently offered uh, for this, our beloved platform. I try not to do that because it, it becomes not just very negative, I have no problem with being very negative but it has to be done for a reason if you're going to do that, because you know, this is all we have it's us it's us against the world and uh, all we have is each other and if if you know, I encourage you to get more involved with, you know, the people who you know, do the podcasts and the, the, the live streams and stuff that you like um, but if you don't really have that connection, because we're not a we're not really a tech show. We don't we we're not trying to be the Linux. We're not trying to be like TechSnap from Jupiter Broadcasting. We're not trying to be the like the way that used to be, or the even the Linux Action Show. Um, we we cover 
the best games available for the GNU slash Linux operating system. That's, and that was by intent. That The reason that is our editorial purview was by intent. And this was back in the day, almost four years ago now, where there was nothing to play, really, but there had been a groundswell once Steam adopted uh, Linux as its platform for Steam OS. Um, there was a groundswell of humongous support for Linux, not in terms of like, you know, um, forum postings or whatever, but I mean like developers got on board and they are still on board. Um, and we, we've become familiar with the development patterns over the intervening years uh, since this podcast began, but the editorial purview is essential. We cover the best games available for the GNU slash Linux operating system. We are not the Linux fucking teardown show where we just obliterate and abuse at every opportunity any game that fails to meet you know, whatever standards because, you know, that way madness lies. So, that is why it is with great pride and um, it was kind of an ingenious suggestion from one of our listeners. Um, We were kind of engaged in a -a tete-a-tete and well, more or less, is more one side to, to me ranting at them, which is kind of anyone who has experienced me, find me on Steam, friend me on Steam, and message me on Steam to experience this. Uh, my name is Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Normally it's a one-way conversation because generally, like, if I'm talking to you, I'm drunk stoned and trying not to do productive things, but I do like to hear from listeners the best way to get me, though, if you have, like, a serious comment is to hit me up via DM on the Twitter at uh, Vegas Rider V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R. Anyway, we were in a tete-a-tete a while ago, and just ask kids in B how that, how this works. Uh, but it's great, it's great for me to get in touch with listeners and stuff like that, which is what, like, ideally, what the whole thing was supposed to be originally, but it's kind of morphed into something else, and you know, we can only do what we can do. But anyway, we were engaged in a tete-a-tete, and I was like, you know, for episode 187, I have to do not a takedown, not a not a brutal takedown for no reason, not like, you know, destroying something that just bothers me. I need to do it on a game that, that yes, just does bother me, that I refuse to play, that I do not like, but that everyone else in the known universe actually does like. And the reason for that, and if, it, it, throughout the course of those 20 minutes, you know, via Steam Chat or whatever, or, uh, fuck. So much weed! I can barely keep anything straight anymore. The It, it materialized to me the game that should be the target of our 1-8... And this, yes, this is a target. And this is a game that many of you probably love, especially considering that it only recently came to Linux. That'll be our feature. It's modestly titled Why I Hate Albion Online and Why Any Self-Respecting Gamer Should as well. It's Why I Hate Albion Online. Other than that, in our top stories, we have no new and noteworthy this week. Um, it's a short show. Uh, but here we go. I have our based them with the feature. What do you think? Oh my god. It's Millennium's Millennium! 
never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's teacher, I can't read you. I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, for those of you who have not been paying attention, our feature this week is called Why I Hate Albion Online. Now, unlike preparation for other features, this is not a review, this is a feature. It's just, it's purely an opinion piece, and it reflects only my own inbred uh, prejudices and uh, preferences. Preferences are better, it's a better way of saying it, because it's not prejudices, it's preferences. Because I've given Albion Online, let's see, um, I'm sure a massive amount of time. 26 minutes. But that is all it took for me to decide that I fucking hated it. The only thing that prevents me from returning it is just like any other game that purports to have Linux support. I cannot bring myself to return it. Um, Because you support Linux. And I am sure that there, you know, under that umbrella there is something there for everyone. So just because you might not necessarily be like me, or I might not necessarily share the same viewpoints as you, it is preferable to support any and all, you know, pretty much any and all uh, game that uh, releases a Linux port via Steam. That's just my approach. And it's it's one of the things that keeps us on an even keel as a podcast, in that, like, I pay for every fucking game, unless otherwise noted, I pay for every fucking game, full price, that is even mentioned on this show. Generally speaking. I would say that maybe there's like maybe 5 to 12% of games that ever get a mention on this show over these last, you know, three and a half, four years that um, I haven't bought and played already or made an attempt. But Albion Online is a specific kind of it strikes all the wrong notes for me. It hits every pain point for me in terms of bad, bad game design and etc. To that end, earlier this afternoon, in preparation for this, this uh, I don't know, you might call it a syllogistic diatribe, you might call it a, a myopic... Uh, I don't know, narrow-minded, hate-filled screed. All of those are very, very accurate descriptions of what's about to happen. Um, at least in terms of Albion Online. Now, I will say this. As true as those statements are about what's about to happen on this show to Albion Online, that is not true of other major ranty episodes of this show. For instance, Day X, um, whatever the fuck, the only one that we've ever reviewed, which went on for three fucking hours and left me hoarse like a fucked goat. I don't know what that means, but those are the first two words that came to my mind. Um, that was entirely accurate and was very fair. That was insanely fair. In fact, that was more fairness than that game deserved. And I'd beaten the game and it and I think I log. Let's find out. Did I log? Yeah, I had logged twenty-one hours exactly in that game, so it fulfilled all of my editorial uh, requirements for doing a full review. Um, but the review happened to be more full than some people may have liked. 
fuck you. <laughs> That's what I say to those who may have had a problem with that that review. As a show, it was not very good. It was three hour it was over three hours long and it was I mean, you know, blah, but it did it was emblematic. That game was emblematic of many things that I hated and still hate and have hated for a long time about certain aspects of the game uh, development industry, especially from the publishing aspect of it and the monetization versus marketing versus, um, you know, material fabrication of actual media that needs to be shipped and promoted to actual, you know, stores and stuff as opposed to just, oh, well, download it, buy it from us and download it um, types of games. But anyway, Albion Online is not like that. The things that I hate about Albion Online are much simpler. Although they do incorporate some aspects of that same nauseating, I mean really nauseating, uh, hidden fucking uh, we're gonna fuck you in the ass. We're gonna charge you $10 to fuck you in the ass, motherfucker. And by the end of it, you're gonna like it so much that you're going to flip around and pay us to continue fucking you in the ass. In the ass. Eyes, ass, mouth, every hole, your nose holes, your ear holes will be plumbed. I'll be on a line. For those of you who, who do not know, Albion Online retails for $29.95 now with Linux support via the Steam Store. It bills itself as a fantasy sandbox MMORPG featuring a player-driven economy, classless combat system, and intense player-versus-player battles. Explore a vast open world full of danger and opportunity, grow your wealth, forge alliances, and leave your mark on the world of Albion. All reviews, it came out evidently July 17th, 2017, but it only recently was released for Linux on, uh, wait, what the fuck? I'm sorry. God damn it. My Steam client, inside my Steam client, my scroll wheel has acquired otherworldly powers, so it's like impossible to get anything resembling you know, like a, a love tap from the page up or page down. It's, it's Jesus Christ. Um, and the Steam Store interface and the client is not. Okay, yeah, so May 16th, they went live on Steam. So, here's what Albion Online is. And then I will tell you what it is about it that I completely fucking hate and revile and repudiate and rant about, you know, in my stupid little podcast. Albion Online, A-L-B-I-O-N space O-N-L-I-N-E is a massively, like I say, massively multiplayer role-playing game. It's a top-down, demi-isometric role-playing game where you play as your character whose name you can never change after you create your fucking burdensome account with Albion, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't understand why uh, game developers, especially from the publishing perspective, cannot get on the fucking standardized program that anytime you make me have to create a separate login for your game after I've purchased it through Steam, if you can't, like they say in Layer Cake, if you two can't make music, 
then that's not my problem. Um, of course, it was actually said by Colmini, not the gutter snipe impression I just did. But anyway, having you create a separate login and account for any game that I purchased through Steam automatically is like at least one and a half strikes against you, even though there's no such thing as a half a strike. But it is one and a half strikes against you. If you can't fucking integrate your game, you can't, I because I can write that fucking widget for you that, you know, authenticates between my Steam account and your fucking whatever universe or whatever blah. I can do that for you. We can do that. We can make that happen so that I don't have to fucking come up with a new password and a new username and all this stupid bullshit that is incumbent on your game. Now, that's that's one and a half strikes. But fuck that. That's not why I hate this game at all. Why I hate this game, Albion Online. So it's a top-down blah. There is no way to control your character other than via the mouse. You click they go there. You right-click, they do the thing. More or less. It's like you right-click on, like, wood or tree, and you go to it with poor bot-pathing, by the way. Very poor, substandard bot-pathing. Maybe later on in the game, that becomes, like, a feature instead of a bug, but it is really bad. Getting your character to fucking figure out how to navigate around a rock in front of him when the tree is, you know, uh, I don't know, like the equivalent of like five meters away, you click on the tree to, you know, go chop it down to get wood, and it turns into the chopping of the tree into get wood icon. You click on that, right-click on that or whatever, and uh, your character will stand there forever befuddled by this imposition of this rock. It's like everything has to be fucking ray-casted direct via, a anyway, a pseudo... The game actually is in 3D. The game actually does use 3D objects, as evidenced by some of the more explosive and exciting uh, parts of its cinema that are available on their store page. Um, eventually, you fight huge bosses and huge things and huge enemies, and everything is really big. When you start, you're really small. You're a little dude or a little girl. You're, I mean, you're not like a kid, but you're small. Can't butt path around a rock, though. And if you can't butt path around a rock, when the only way to control myself manually is through the mouse, and I use a trackball, um, that's stupid and bad and horrible. I mean, like, you you kind of, like, earn an F right there. Especially by virtue of the fact that if I'm going to try to get wood from a tree and I, if my character cannot get there, then don't change the icon from the normal, you know, general selection icon or general cursor to the get wood icon. If I'm going to be befuddled by a fucking pebble in my goddamn way, then just don't change the icon. Make me have to navigate there, closer to there, even though it's still on the same screen, which makes no fucking sense and really bothers me. But all of that is purely quality of life kind of stuff. Which, you know, any seasoned gamer knows that quality of life improvements, eventually once they are absent enough in any finished product bleed over into actual gameplay and have significant gameplay elements. Because quality, if I don't enjoy playing your game if the convenience functions that are necessary for me to play your game are not there and have been omitted for no reason 
especially in a game this simple, then I'm going to get very angry. In fact, I'm going to stop liking your game. And the way I stop liking your game is not through actively deciding that I hate your game. It's through every time I go to click on your game to start playing a game at the end of my day, or at the beginning of my day. I game generally twice a day, sometimes, uh, well, generally three times a day. Do it when I first wake up, because it's a great, you know, warm-up for my brain. Then around lunch-ish, whenever that may be, because my, my schedule is a shifting, revolving schedule, so it's like, you know, my days and nights are not always the same. Then around lunch, when I have to fucking... I resent the fact that my body requires an external f- source of fuel, but as I have to endure that, I try to game a little bit then. Um, sometimes if I have nothing that's pressing for the rest of the day, I'll continue that into the evening and, you know, blah. Anyone who watches the Twitch stream can understand that. And then, almost always, at the end of the day, I will I will play a game for, you know, four hours, whatever, until I'm ready to pass out. When I find myself really disliking your game, and I have attuned myself over 20, 20 plus fucking years of being a fucking game critic, I know this via myself, my own behavioral habits, my own knowing how I feel about something. When I start to, when I become aware that I am disliking this game, very rarely happens inside the game unless the game itself is very bad. I mean, like, catastrophically bad. Like, oh, this is just fucking no fun to play. That's a bad game. Even worse, though, than a bad game. A fundamentally bad... And you can spot the bad games, like, within fucking... 10 minutes of playing them, generally I have a good idea if a game is good or bad. If time went into this, or if I am playing someone's first fucking Unity sandbox, fucking engine, you know, misanthropic, misbegotten, misbegotten fucking, you know, monstrosity that I just forked over, you know, six bucks or whatever, I can tell that, you know, if not in the first ten minutes, then in the first fucking 45 seconds to ten minutes, I know that. That's one type of bad game. That eliminates a lot of games. That's okay. Of the remainder of those, the games that I become intensely aware of are the games that I refuse to play when I'm looking for during that morning, noon, or uh, before bedtime, uh, play stroke. You know, I want to stroke myself with the game. I want to play a game. I'm going to get stoned. These days, I, I'm going to get stoned. I, and no complaints, motherfuckers. I live in Las Vegas. Recreational weed is legal here. Anyone who watches the Twitch stream is familiar with that disclaimer. Uh, and then I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to do it all over again. Or wake up, you know, three hours later and talk to clients and anyway. And then do it all over again. Um, It's really the games that as I scroll up and down my library in my uh, Steam client that list of, of games which is almost always sorted towards recent OS Linux. Let's see what's it actually called just recent, but that ju- that is shorthand for only games that are fucking SteamOS plus Linux. Wow, of which we have 930. Thought we would have been closer to 1000, considering that we did the episode where we 
celebrated 1,000, but I, we're up to how many fucking games do we have? 1,029, so we're exactly 71 games away from having 1,000 games that I've bought for Linux. It's only when I find myself looking at your listing, such as Albion Online, in a text-based little column alongside of all the other games that I've installed and stuff that I've recently played there, sorted by time, because that's how you have to do the podcast. And I hover over it, or maybe I click on it, and I think better of myself than clicking on play. So what's so wrong with Albion Online? Apart from the fact that it requires absolutely mouse-only control, which is like... an exhausting, irritating imposition into my life in of itself. The thing that really... The thing that really blows my mind about this game is that it's one server. So it is a true MMORPG, which is something that like I really wanted to like out of this game. It's all one server. So when you join like, and you have a new character, you create your character, and not many options for creating a new character because it's a classless base system, so that's kind of... That was kind of intriguing. I thought that could be a plus, but it's more or less the way it's played out for me over these exhaustive 26 minutes of this game. It is not played out that way. It is a kind of a recipe for dumping everyone into um, this early tutorial grounds without giving them a tutorial, which is very irritating in itself. But none of this... I don't want to argue against the structural aspects of the game itself, other than, apart from, like, the bad bot pathing, the fact that it's mouse-only, which is problematic to me. I mean, come on, just give me anything other than just mouse-only. Um, and the deepening dread, that, that dreadful sense that you've, like, bought on to a community that, um... is reminiscent of uh, EVE Online. EVE Online is the worst. And I was hopelessly addicted to EVE Online. This was before I switched to Linux only. But EVE Online, um, I spent I, I spent two years on EVE Online. I was very addicted to EVE. Um, and EVE had its good qualities, none of which were based in its gameplay or anything like that. They were based on milking the money from you like a fucking cow. Um, but the good qualities of it were that the game was so complex, unnecessarily in many ways, so, was so complex and was and had a time element. You had to... It was purely the amount of time you had been subscribed that you could upgrade your skills over. Second by second, tick by tick, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, eventually week by week, and eventually month by month. To upgrade a skill in your skill tree was not experiential in the sense that you upgraded the things that that you did in the game. No. And as... But the cool thing was, it was so complex and had pretty good copywriting inside of it. Like, the actual copywriting of the game. Like, you know, like, you are a Mimitar. That's who I used to be, I used to be a Mimitar it would give you great background about the Mimitar and you know, what the fuck they are doing in the galaxy and who they what type of characters should what type of players should become Mimitar and stuff like that and 
it all alluded to a rich tapestry that I, it took me two years. Um, this is a long time ago. This is a long time ago. Eve Online, fuck. Anyway, eventually it leaves you just like a fucking uh, strip uh, strip show, like Spearmint Rhino, if you're from Vegas, you know what I mean. Uh, cock tease where, oh yeah, so, you know, two to six hours later, depending on your bankroll, or vice versa in terms of, or, or uh, the, the comparison is fair in terms of EVE Online, vis-a-vis, you know, one month to however many years later, um, you realize, oh, this has just been a fucking waste of cock tease, and now I'm broke, and I hate myself a lot more for this. Yeah, I've had some interesting experiences, but Jesus Christ, what the fuck game am I playing? How is this at all a game? Why did I ever think this was fun? Well, EVE Online kind of popped many of many a geek's cherry in that regard. Um, and if you still love EVE Online, then that's fine. Um, let's see, is EVE Online available for Linux? I don't think so. EVE Online Linux. You know, it's built in Python. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, it's not officially supported by CCP. Anyway, does not matter. We're not here to talk about EVE Online. What we are here to talk about... Shut up, Amazon Echo. What we are here to talk about is Albion Online. So Albion Online, which you think I bought on sale, because I pretty sure I did not pay $29.95 for this. Hang on. Yeah, okay. So, beyond the initial fucking fee for downloading the game and installing the game. For those of you who sat through all of our Day X, Mankind Divided or whatever the fuck game it was, mm, rant, you'll know that I have no problem with games that actually charge you via microtransactions. I do have a problem with them, but I don't have a fundamental problem with that model. I have a fundamental problem with that model in the way that it has been used and exploited and played out especially over the last five to ten years, to bilk mindlessly uh, suckers who don't know better. Um, which is all of us. I mean, everyone's a sucker at least one time. Sucker born every minute. At least one time, if not more than one time. Because sometimes the come on is so good, the prospect is so appealing that it suckers you in. One of the nice things about this podcast is I am immune from this effect because every game basically suckers me in. I give every game the same chance, more or less. Unless it's a puzzle game um, or something particularly offensive or etc. I go in with no overt predisposition to like or dislike any game. Well, I'll be on online. So after you pay $29 and 95 cents for Albion Online. 
Which, by the way, where I come from, that means you bought the game. That means you should be afforded first-class citizenship across all aspects of the game, unless there are donor ranks. And believe me, I've run, I've run servers for years with donor ranks. Um, and the donor ranks, though, that I that I constructed, were yes, you are a supporter. It was almost like um, uh, NPR, National Public Radio. If you're not from uh, the states, we have well. Hopefully we still will, but for the last 30 years we've had, well, 30 plus years, it was actually something that I think the Nixon administration spawned eventually via the NEA. Anyway, it does not matter. We have public radio here. And we have public television. Many people regard them as boring or whatever, and every, you know, fiscal quarter every other fiscal quarter or at least once a year, depending on how wealthy the uh, station is that you know is that you subscribe to, they hit you up with a fundraiser, and the fundraisers are nightmarish, fucking hellish slogs where they beg you to send them money because that is how these things are funded. So I totally lost the thread. Oh yes, so the one thing that NPR. And the public broadcasting system itself, the one thing that it does not do is impose a barrier of entry in which it purports to give you free, unlimited, commercial-free radio or television, depending on which type of station you're talking about, um, in perpetuity for the low, low price of X amount of dollars. No. No. What it does is it hassles you every three to six to 12 months, depend and sometimes with variable frequency, for your money. And then you get, eventually, once enough people um, exceed to this demand, which is a good demand, because it's just like Linux. If everyone gave $5 to every project that they really loved, then guess what? Yeah. <laughs> But that's not the way it works out. The radio keeps playing the pledge drive, the radio, until eventually enough people accede to the demands and submit and obey and uh, donate enough money for the community to meet its challenge goals. Not challenge goals, it's, it's actual fiscal needs for the upcoming quarter or year or whatever. It does not how, and that is irritating. But I've been a member of two public radio stations here in Las Vegas for as long as I've been alive. And every year it's painful. And the challenges go, the, the, the pledge drives go on and on. But at least I know what I'm getting into. And you still get more or less a lot of the same content even during the pledge drives. It's blackmail though. It is, we are holding up full unreserved access to all the stuff that you would be getting otherwise, but we need all of you to come along to get along. We need, we, you know, we have to pay for this shit. So everyone has to fucking, we, and this will go on as long as it needs to. We'll delay and preempt your programming as long as is necessary. That is a painful model, but it is a much better model than saying pay $29.95 on Steam for Albion Online and then finding out that you are a second class citizen unless you buy packs. So for instance, 
you can buy the uh, Epic Pack for $20 beyond the $30 that you've already spent. It is billed as the following. Take a bold step into the world of Albion with ex exclusive gear and avatars plus 2,500 gold and 30 extra days of premium stats. Travel the world in style in an exclusive armor set and update your profile with exclusive epic avatars. The, pa the epic pack includes 30 additional days of premium stats, 2,500 gold, exclusive epic avatars, exclusive epic armor, hat, tunic, boots, and cape. Note, as with all items in the game, the items included in this pack are lootable and destructible. Store them in a chest until you're ready to use them. Now, already the stench of decay is rife within my olfactory organs. It took me 20 minutes to figure that part out. It took me the extra 6 minutes to decide that I didn't want to play the game anymore. That's the epic pack. There's also another alternative. The legendary pack which is $70 on top of the uh, $29.95 that you've already paid. About this content. With a legendary pack, the world of Abion is your Albion is yours for the taking. Dive headlong into your adventure with exclusive mounts, gear, and avatars, plus 10,000 gold and 60 extra days of premium status. Tear through the open world on your legendary horse mount or transport tons of goods and resources with a legendary cart. It is literally capital L, capital C, legendary cart. And with two exclusive armor sets and multiple avatars, you'll start your adventure in Albion in style. 60 additional days... The legendary pack includes 60 additional days of premium status. I don't even know what that fucking means, and they do not deign to fucking describe what premium status is, although I imagine it's just fucking experience buffs for 60 days. 10,000 gold exclusive legendary av avatars. Um... Exclusive epic avatars, exclusive legendary armor, hat, tunic, boots, and cape, exclusive epic armor, hat, tunic, boots, and cape, exclusive legendary horse, exclusive legendary cart. Now, unlike the MPR model, the way... Okay, so this is offensive to me on two different levels. We'll get back to the MPR analogy in a moment. This is offensive to me on two different levels. The first is that they did not put this shit in the fucking $29.95 game description for the required item to play the game. That's the game. It's 30 bucks to walk in the door as, a no as you know, evidently as a second-class citizen, as a nothing. It's 30 bucks. You're selling me a game, okay? You're selling me a game. You're saying it's 30 bucks. And I can join this massive, you know, I'm going to have blowjobs for forever. I'm going to get blowjobs from all these gorgeous girls. You can fuck all these girls, and they're dying for you. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there as, uh, as like an example of something that most heterosexual males would be attracted to. Um, it could be anything. You can have endless rainbows and unicorns, blah, blah, blah. Here's the game that you've been waiting for. It's 30 bucks. Well, fucking A, sign me up. This is a dishonest business model because then, as soon as you go through the door, they hit you up again. 
Of course, if you want the real, full-on Albion Online experience, then it's going to take some more credit. It's going to take a little more cash, a little more lucre. We're going to have to milk you a little more. We're going to have to... In fact, we're going to have to milk you a lot, evidently to the tune of $70 every fucking 60 days. Or $20 every 30 days if, you, if you're content to be an underling, a second-class citizen. Now, this was something that we did not do with IHC. Yes, there were donor ranks, and... Mm, we ran a huge server this way on this model. Um, nothing, there was no way to buy currency for IHC. You could, I, I just realized I can't remember what our currency was called. That's crazy that I can't remember anymore. Let me see if Joe Baca's online. Hang on one moment. The bottom line, though, was that you could not buy in-game anything other than a fancy chat message and uh, two more extra um, home spots that you could save. Um, But you were totally capable from the get-go if you spent a week in the game or a month or a year in the game you did it the same way that everyone else did and that meant that every the only thing in terms of our PvP stuff in terms of our global united economy across multiple different game modes this was all in Minecraft, IHC was I, I as the craft um, and it was the best, I, best Minecraft server ever designed and I designed it myself and I say that without pause, hesitation or qualification um, because it was the best. We were the best. And we had huge volumes of players, <laughs> etc. But one of the things that drove IHC, apart from all of the... F- I mean, you could do everything on IHC. And all the game economy was not set by a predefined... Um, and was not manipulated by a... Uh, there was no... Uh, server-wide chess shop where you could go and buy the rare blocks that you needed. No, it all happened on the command line and if you couldn't find the rare blocks that you needed, you could commission someone to go get them for you, but you had to fucking pay them. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and So what this meant was that everyone was on an even keel across all game modes and all game modes economically were linked. Meaning that the value of shit fluctuated just like it does in the normal economy. Supply meets demand meets excess capital, which is how we avoided after two years um, why we never had a problem with insane inflation. Um, although we did, once we started approaching three years, right before we shut everything down, in all fairness, there was by virtue of the introduction of gambling, um, there was I mean, massive gambling. We're talking like, you know, 1 billion credits per hand of blackjack and shit like that. Uh, Automated blackjack, meaning that it spontaneously infused, if you won, infused the game with more capital, with, with actual more currency than there was demand, supply and or demand for. So that's how you get inflation. Um, But we locked that down eventually, but by then, you know, we were down to like only 150 users, 
you know, per day or whatever. More or less 30 consecutive users at any given hour by then. But prior to that, you know, flashback 18 months prior to that, we were at 1,800 people consecutively logged in to, you know, I as the craft playing all the different game modes including building their own cities, their own towns, their own cities, their own fucking zombie survival fucking holocaust worlds, um, you know, making their way through their own fucking zombie survival holocaust, not worlds, runs, um, etc, 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 and all of this was underpinned by the sense that, you know, not the sense, but the fundamental basic premise that supply and demand equals price. And you could buy anything through the console. Um, through the terminal. And you could find anything through the terminal. Um, and the rarest of rarest of rare blocks? I, I played by the same rules as everyone else. When I was not under admin privileges, I played, I, and I never fucking sold or did anything to the uh, market under admin. I never offered anything under admin. Never, you know, blocked. There was no way to buy your way into IHC, which meant that if you want a healthy fucking game world with people who enjoy playing your game, you provide them with ways to get better at the game, to develop the currency, etc., etc., etc. Then you can offer donor ranks if they want two more fucking home spaces. Well, fine, that'll be you know ten dollars a month or sixty bucks a year or whatever the fuck. I can't even remember our pricing schedule for any of this sort of shit. But and you get a fancy you know chat color message, and there were ranks. Um, but the ranks didn't get you more currency, didn't get you any real advantage. You had to do the game. You had to play the fucking game. And there were many ways to play the game. I mean, you could get very, very good at earning credits from just killing zombies if all, that's all you want. Starting from level zero. Within six hours, you know, you could make your first fucking 10,000 fucking, you know, blah, and you could then go found a town. And everything was interlinked. And I spent so many hundreds of hours making sure that everything was interlinked. So it was all a unified economy. So there was no way to game the system and that it was still fun to play. Like, you know, we had MM, we had uh, MC MMORPG where you could upgrade your skills and you could pick your jobs, what job you wanted to do. And if you focused on a job, like, I, you know, I want to get sand and shit. I want to be a digger or whatever. Um, within six hours of that, you've like gone up 30 levels and you are making more money. You're getting money just from doing your job. Forget selling the proceeds of your job. So you didn't have to be... So there's a nice cross-section between um, what do I want to do in this game? Do I want to build? Do I want to Do I want to excavate? Do I want to uh, fight? And if I do want to fight, do I want to fight monsters or do I want to fight PvP? Do I want to do factions where I can be sheltered by a stronger force in the faction world and fight against other factions? And not have as much benefit of per kill, per economy? Do I want to be... Uh, all this shit, all these choices, I mean, an overwhelming amount of choices available, out of the box. Do I want to go into the mob arena? Do I want to spend endless amounts of hours? Lots of them, supremely fun, in our custom-built mob arenas. We had six of them. Some of them built by the best builders 
on the face of the planet, bar none. You know, for my opinion, bar none. Um, who I taught how to use World Edit and and uh, Voxel Sniper and stuff like that. So they had unlimited power, and then I would port their world of the arena into the arena world. Do do I want to set? Do I do I want to team up with people while I build my town? Do I want to team up with people and go into the mob arena? You know, three times a day, ten times a day, a hundred times a day. Do I want to spend the rest of my life fighting mob arena guys so I can achieve fucking power and glory? And blah, everything you take into the mob arena is stored for you. Everything you take out of the mob arena is uh, evaporated. But you do get credits. You do get credits for, for each kill and for each win. So... When I see something like Albion Online, which imposes an artificial... By the way, one final thought before we close this episode. If Albion Online builds itself as $30 to play the game, then advance yourself by via either force of will over... Nine months, ten months. This game came out in 2017, by the way. Only May 16th of 2018. So there is a, a a higher echelon already established in this game universe that you cannot compete with from the very outset. Not even just like not compete with in terms of like being able to slay them, but you can't even really play with them because they are on a different fucking universe than you are. Not only that, but they're dishonest in saying, oh, it's 30 bucks. Join Albion Online, the greatest MMORPG fucking thing that you've ever seen. 30 bucks and you're in. Instead of saying 30 bucks for the base game and then you can advance yourself either through sheer grit and force of will and endless amounts of time which are now impossible to make up for in the difference other than by buying our fucking credit packs. They don't say that. And so that's why Albion Online needs to die in a fire. And why Albion Online's way of life, to quote Samuel L. Jackson from 187 at the top of this episode, Cesar, your way of life is bullshit. It's dishonest. It leads nowhere, anywhere good. And frankly, provides a much not needed crutch for game developers of shitty games to further bilk people who are not as sophisticated as they are, and this is on a very low level of sophistication into perpetuity perpetuities of addiction that do not advance the actual art and science and medium of the video game at all and I dislike that But what I really hate is the dishonesty that is fundamental to that approach. It is lazy design plus maximum bilking of profit from the end user. It it serves neither art, the art of the medium of the video game, nor does it engender a healthy community within your own online community, your own walled garden of Albion Online. You, you will find that you will have two classes, two to three classes of people. There will be almost no middle class 
in this game, especially this far into, you know, comes to Linux, or comes to Steam, you know, two years after, or a year after it's come out, and it comes to Linux, you know, just this last, just the 16th of this this month, um, there will be almost no middle class. There will be very little social mobility. You will finance the continuance of bilking the main players of your game out of $70 every two months or whatever the fuck in perpetuity via the expense of burnouts like me who discover the sad truth of your fucking faulty, monopolistic, short-sighted, and ultimately shitty from a gameplay perspective but that's, you know, one thing's got nothing to do necessarily with the other, although in this case they are very much united. The game sucks. I do not like the game. Play Torchlight 2 instead if you want to fucking have a Diablo-esque experience with other players, you know, blah, blah, blah. Do, Dia- do Torchlight 2 instead. Um, by burnouts like me who realize the fucking sick truth that Soylent Green is made out of fucking people in you, in the way you've engineered your company and the way you've designed your game and you've done it intentionally and the fra- the faults in the game actually show a lot unlike in Day X Mankind Divided which was an extremely polished game but revolting twice as much as Albion Online there, there's no equation between Albion Online in terms of like how morally and intellectually and uh, fundamentally abhorrent they are but there's no Connection. There's no comparison between Albion Online and Day X Mankind Divided. Was it Day X Mankind Divided? Hang on, let me fact check it. But the bottom line is, um, what you end up with, yeah, it's Mankind Divided. What you end up with is a economically stratifi- stratified player base of a ten percent who have spent all the all of Daddy's money or all of their own money or whatever it doesn't matter. A lot of money to get where they are in the game. And then, an, and who have all the power and who can make all the moves in the game versus an under a perpetual underclass of burnouts and washouts who also paid you all the money that they expected to have to pay for the game only to discover that you were lying to them. And it is the dis- fundamental dishonesty of that model that I absolutely without qualification or apology refute, reject, repudiate and uh, will be a staunch advocate against from now until forever there are some games, especially depending on the type of game and depending on the careful implementation of the model in which I feel it can be appropriate to introduce microtransactions as a fundamental, basically a necessity to get ahead in the game I can see that I can see that. It's very rare that it ever works out well, even in the most thought out, well thought out in the block, because greed conquers all, ultimately. Um, So that's why I hate Albion Online, and that's why we will not be talking about it ever again on this show. If you have a competing worldview or competing uh, thoughts or opinions about Albion Online, which, once again, I will freely and openly admit, I, I spent 26 minutes playing. They were not... I mean, for at least 20 of them, at least 15 of them, I kind of got sucked in. 
But then there was two and a half minutes at the beginning where I didn't know exactly how to do anything. And there's two and a half minutes after that getting sucked in, that 15 minute happy bubble, where I start to realize, hey, wait a minute, why is everyone complaining in chat? So that's 20 minutes. And then the next six minutes were me just kind of investigating. And uh, yeah, I submit to you my results. So if you have a complaint or wish to, uh, you know, want to want to push back on this to me directly hit me up on twitter at vegas writer v-e-g-a-s-w-r-i-t-e-r hit me up on the dm let me know what you think fuck albion online is what i have to say otherwise or alternatively if you don't want to you don't have twitter or whatever hit me up on steam skooky sprite s-k-o-o-k-i-e-s-p-r-i-t-e and to everyone albion online's Albion Online's way of life is bullshit. I know it. I've seen it before. And even if you can't buy multiple, I don't know if you can keep buying the $70, 60-day fucking premium whatever the fuck. I don't know if you can keep buying those every 60 days or not. It doesn't really matter to me. Because fundamentally right there, you've lied to me. You said you were selling me a game. You were o- you only sold me a part of a game. And now you're trying to sell me the rest of the game that you told me I already bought. And that is a fundamentally dishonest way of doing business. And in any other model, um, it's, I mean, right now under the Trump administration, I don't know, blah, but if this had occurred under the Consumer Finance Protection Board's purview when it was not staffed by Mick Mulvaney and Mick Mulvaney alone, when it was actually, um, oh, Christ, what's her name? Uh, I like her. She wrote a good book, and she's trying to gun for presidency in 2020. Um, I can't remember her name. She's a Democrat, but she's, her, Barney Frank, etc., set up the CFPB if this were happening in any other medium, like meaning meat space, if you were trying to sell me a game that you said was $30, but then only after I bought it, you then told me that it was at least $20 to $70 more per month or per every other month in order to actually really play the game that you just sold me and that you told me I could play you would be going to probably jail. If anything, you would be, you would find your assets stripped of your company. If you, if someone sold you a toaster and said that this toaster oven, which is 40 bucks, my toaster oven actually is really good. I love my toaster oven. My toaster oven was, I think, not much more expensive than that, like maybe 80 bucks. It's a really good toaster oven. Um... If you sold me a toaster oven and then like a week later after selling me this fully complete functional toaster oven hit me up and said that, oh yeah, to make it actually toast food to a cookness that is edible like to make toast like to actually toast bread that's going to be an extra $30 or $20 or $70 and that will expire in two months but until then, you can have toast. Aren't you Aren't you glad that you bought Conhugeco's fucking 
can huge can huge brand fucking toaster oven model 9000 whatever yeah you'd be going to fucking jail and you would be losing all of your money all your corporate profits via class action suit and that is where we really need to start thinking about going in terms of a lot of this shit in terms of video games it, it's probably not possible underneath this administration but if we ever get this uh, the 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 um consumer uh finance pro- uh CFPB if we ever get the CFPB back that is where these people will be going and they will be finding themselves drowned in litigation and that's just from like a fucking corporate you know bottom line perspective to say nothing of the immorality of fucking lying to your customers so fuck these guys fuck Albion online do not buy Albion online if you do Try it out, then return it for me. You'll see. And that'll do us for this week's episode of the show. Sorry we're late, but uh, there we go. Just a shade before midnight. Ah, midnight's master chimes. Uh, so cheers. Uh, thanks for listening. And please do not hesitate to hit me up. And then B, hit me up on... Uh, unfortunately, I'd been up all night and I was really stoned. Um about how our Twitch stream, improvements for our Twitch stream, and he was exactly spot on on a lot of the points, the pain points, but it, there's a lot of things that I don't really know how to do on Twitch that well yet, but we're I, I'm very conscious of them. If you have complaints, problems, suggestions, or games that you would like to talk about, uh, hit me up on the show. Uh, any of the methods that, you know, have been described during, and don't hit me up on the show, because that would be very bad, but hit me up uh, by any of the methods described in this episode of the show, and I fuck you know it was original that was my original model so please feel free happy 187th episode everyone cheers thanks for listening catch you next week am I macho enough for you Cesar and make me a man hmm? and you do it come on Maricone do it not those scared He's trying to weasel out of it. He's just fucking with your head, man. Come on. That's not how we play in the game. Not man enough to play your own game, Cesar? Huh? Shut up! You gonna hide behind your chicken shit, homeboy, Cesar? Where's your pride? Come on, I pulled three times. You ain't pulled once. What are you doing, man? You disrespecting me? What, you saying I ain't a man? I'm saying you're a fool. Hey, don't be doing that shit, man! Your time. Oh, you got some respect back now? Only thing you respect is stupidity. You willing to die for stupidity, Cesar? See, I am, if it'll teach you something. You can't kill me, homeboy. I wanted to help you! You can't kill me! And you can't scare me! He's fucking crazy, man. That's right, I'm crazy. Isn't that what you respect, huh, loco? Come on, Cesar, if you're gonna be stupid. Don't be half-ass stupid. Be all the way stupid. Take the gun, put it to your head, pull the trigger. Do it! Do it! Do it!
Your whole way of life is bullshit. Macho is bullshit. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy four or five times. Matt there is no windows version of weaponized chess boy this is fucking ponderous man ponderous fucking ponderous it only runs on linux it's not a problem you alienated part of america i alienated crazy people i like it very much it is i eb farm you're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.